We got to yeah. step in. Your ki- I want your kids to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is getting a little late, huh? <laughs> <laughs> We're good. <laughs> They're definitely not asleep. Three, two, one. Let's, Let's go! go! Yeah! <laughs> Mr. Trey Cortez, I am the host of the PB Podcast, Troy Tittlemeyer, joined by, wait a minute, Skippo is not here tonight, but Skippo is usually the co-host. He is here in spirit, as we always say. We rock it back like Skips likes to say, which we do in this show. Uh, but we have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have Trey Cortez, and we have some whiskey. Trey Cortez, please introduce yourself to the audience and what we're talking about while I drink some whiskey. Thank you, sir. Yes, I'm Trey Cortez. I'm a, a native Texan geologist here in the DFW area. I'm uh, working with the Fort Worth Geological Society, actually the president this year, and the American Association of Petroleum Geologists Southwest Session um, Convention. So uh, excited to be here. Man, well, I'm absolutely excited to have the opportunity to just talk to you about this convention, man, because I am personally more excited than I was before this call about the convention. Legitimately, man, you guys have gone out and put together a great Technical session, both happening on Tuesday and Wednesday, June 29th, June 30th, awakening to a new era with the Southwest Section AAPG and and the Fort Worth Geological Society. I mean, the the social event, the whole thing, man. Uh, Very, very excited about that. And and we're talking about doing a live show with PBE at the the, uh, the social event. So talk to me a little bit about just specifically, directly, What's going on with the sponsors and what's going on with the social event? Yeah, so we are excited to, to bring this to Fort Worth, and we have a lot of opportunities for sponsors to come and help us out. These are two nonprofit organizations that use our any money that we make from things like this for, for um, scholarships and uh, events for the oil industry, people that uh, lose their jobs and are trying to get jobs. Um, high school teachers, elementary teachers. So we, we have a lot of opportunities both at the social event and at the conference to have uh, logos and branding all over the place. We have uh, specific things like the coffee stations. We, we need sponsors to just sponsor the coffee station, have your logo all over it uh, just to get recognition. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of people in person. We're also going to have a, a virtual platform uh, that keeps all of this stuff for pretty much the rest of the year. So we just need people to partner with us in one of the first events back after all the COVID shutdowns. Uh, people are itching to get out and get together. So uh, we want to give all the local um, uh, vendors and operators and establishments an opportunity to come and just partner with us as we host a fun event. Man, I, and what an important time to be a sponsor. I mean, if you made it through everything that that was and you do have the ability to step in and help financially with these nonprofits as we bring the community of North America, certainly for the Southwest section, but the Southwest section is a big group of people, all of Texas, New Mexico, Oklahoma will be coming down. I mean, the local area definitely migrates for the Southwest section because it's an important event. And we talk about that in the show. And that's what really dropped out for me was this is happening. This awakening to the new era that you guys call the Southwest section event 
in in Fort Worth, man. That is truly what it is. And you guys are bringing in great talks that are pushing the envelope with all new ideas, new concepts, allowing us as geoscientists and as people to come together and create value and to make a step change, to make it better at what we do with operators and how we make a positive impact on a whole city, on a whole area, like the Southwest section. What do we do with these kids and how are we helping the teachers? How do the scholarships actually go around uh, the, the cities and stuff? I mean, when when someone donates and becomes a sponsor of, of an event for the Southwest section, it is part of that community. It is really being seen by a lot of the very important people that, in my opinion, need to be inspired. And we have a very exciting industry. We have a very exciting time in this industry. And these sponsors are putting their money in front of these people. And they're going, whoa, they're awakening. Whoa. And now you're looking at their logo. They're looking at your logo while they're awakening. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> it. That's it, man. I mean, but that's how real it is. I mean, you you're, you talk about it in the show, man. And, and you're, it's just your experience. I absolutely love getting to know you more. I think what you're doing is is incredible. The amount of work you're putting in. Are you eventually going to become the president of Fort Worth Geological Society? Uh, this coming year, yes. So you yeah. are uh, president-elect. I, I just like literally two days ago, I moved from president elect to president. So yes, I am the president. <laughs> <laughs> El Presidente, please. Cheers, man. I did Cheers. not know that. Cheers to that. Wow. What an accomplishment, man. What an accomplishment. If you go back the 98 years of the Fort Worth geological history and you look at the presidents of the, of the society, I mean, I, I bet they're, they're, they're the true movers and shakers are on that list, man. And you put yourself there. You've dedicated yourself to the society. You've dedicated yourself to the AAPG. On behalf of the AAPG and the societies and the local people, man, I thank you. I really do for the time and the effort you put in to make this event possible. I cannot wait to be there, man. I'm so I'm excited. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. I mean, I, I we've talked a lot about uh, whiskey, and it's my another passion of mine, geology and whiskey. And uh, I don't think there's a better pairing for the social events side, which I'm obviously um, excited about since I'm helping to organize it. But you know, it's whiskey is a is a culturally deep and uh, significant part of our country's history. So is oil. Right. Uh, they've both been uh, ups and downs in and out of the, the good graces of public opinion of, of, uh, of, wow. of, of the government. You know, wow. of, of, That's of so profitability. true. So and, true. And so, so whenever, whenever they asked me to be the social chair, I, I said, well, uh, there's only one place I want to have this. And it's at, it was at a TX whiskey, the whiskey ranch. So, <laughs> So yeah, we, that's, that's, uh, I'm excited to go there and like experience, uh, one of the be a beautiful distillery next to a beautiful town with people that share the passion, you know, wow. uh, I don't know why, but geologists tend to whiskey. Uh, uh that's right. my only hypothesis is that it's, it's the only liquor that still tastes good sitting in your back pocket after being, uh, hiking up mountains <laughs> in a desert all day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is a leading hypothesis among hypotheses i bet <laughs> i will challenge anybody to figure out what it is about whiskey and good geology man and good uh, that's just what we do it's what we yeah. do 
and uh, and man, we enjoy it. We're we're safe about it. It, it you know it, we are responsible with what we do because it's it, our profession is so serious, right? Our profession sure. is so specific and so important that uh, man, it just goes hand in hand. What can he say? And I love that. I love those facts. I love this show, and I love you, man. I'm just gonna say it. Can I say it? Is that weird? Did that get weird? Did that get weird? We've had a couple of whiskeys. It's okay. (laughs) Excited about this schedule. Uh, So on the 26th, you're doing more rocks in your head with the teachers. It's a workshop. That's on a Saturday, correct? Yes. So on Saturday, it's hosted at the Oil Information Library. We'll have the teachers in to learn a little bit more about earth and environmental science with a free free course. And then... uh, Sunday would usually be the uh, field trip, but we're not doing a field trip this year in person. We're going to do a virtual field trip, and people will have an opportunity to meet at the final stop of the field trip to um, search for fossils in this really cool spot. And then Monday starts with the short course. So Dr. Rick Rick Sarg is going to go over stratigraphy. He's an amazing stratigrapher. Uh, We'll have a short course all day that day, and then a social event like a a mini social event icebreaker that night at the Radisson. Yeah. Uh, next day is when the technical talks start. Okay. And the Whiskey Ranch social event will be that Tuesday night, the 29th. Hey, okay. That's, that's where we'll get down. With <laughs> okay. PBE, you know. And then 30, 30th uh, will be the uh, more technical talks and a student networking event at the end of the day. And there'll be a, um, an ethics talk that day, too. Okay. Right on for the lunch. Mm-hmm. Right on, man. Well, that's a, a heck of a deal. Uh, we are going to be there on the 29th and 30th for sure. If I can make the short course, we'll pull it off. But we have a California trip that we'll be wrapping up just before this one. So PBE is going to be kind of stacked and a little bit stretched um, to make that transition really efficiently. But we will uh, we'll do everything we can to get there as early as we can. And, and uh, we'll be ready to go, man. I'm excited for the, uh, the talks that you have going on. I'm excited for what you guys have done with this event. And, uh, again, man, thank you for your time. And, uh, and let's, uh, let's go from there. All right, man. Well, this is our attempt at talking about Fort Worth geological society, hosting the Southwest section, AAPG annual convention. Now, if you're not familiar with how that works, I will explain kind of how it works. There's about six societies that make up the Southwest section. You got one in New Mexico. You got one all, or you got some all over Texas, like Abilene, Fort Worth Geological Society. I don't think North Texas Geological Society is a part of it, right? For, no. There's a cutoff there. Just south of you, it's cut off, and they're part of the coast. Are they part of? I think Midcon. Midcon? Midcon. Okay. So. Here's how it generally works. You have a Southwest section annual meeting at one of those societies' locations once a year. So it cycles. You're, I mean, last year it was in, well, last year it was supposed to be, which would have been awesome, in New Mexico at the, uh, not Roswell, but at the. Riodoso. Uh, huh? Riodoso. Riodoso. Dude, are you kidding yeah. me? Time it where you got horse racing, casino, yeah. geology. Can you imagine, man? I don't know how the whole country wasn't still wanting to go even during COVID times. I mean, that that place sounds awesome. So I can't wait till it goes back there. But I've been a part of the WTGS when it when it came 
to Midland, obviously, it's, it does that several times. It does the Fort Worth Geological Society, and that's what we're talking about today. So it's not a traditional PBE podcast, and we don't have Skippo. The Skip Trains is not able to make this show today, so we just push on, right? We, we talk about the Fort Worth Geological Society hosting the Southwest Section AAPG event. And what's really cool about it is the schedule you've presented to me, what we're going to talk about right now with Trey Cortez. I'm certainly excited about it for many reasons. I definitely going to be there. Uh, and so we're not going to do the conception drill down completion. Let's make an executive decision. It's just not a traditional show. And we traditionally do have whiskey, though. Cheers, my friend. Salud. <laughs> Uh, and you joining us and being a whiskey guy, man, is, is, uh, is awesome. It's, it's, uh, our relationship built basically completely digitally. Uh, but we are already planning Arizona trips. I'm going to be in the Fort Worth Geological Society's event. We're going to do the live from the rooftop in Fort Worth. We got to pull that off. That has to happen because it's an event that is very, very exciting. Please, Trey Cortez, introduce yourself if we can Kind of narrow us down, though, into your development and your role at the Fort Worth Geological Society and what it's been like getting ready for this event. Let's go there like five, ten minutes and then uh, and then see where we go from there. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm excited to do this. Uh, I think you, you put it well that we started a digital relationship here. And uh, <laughs> it's great to start talking about actually meeting and hanging out. Um, I, I'm a, a Texas guy. I've uh, started my career with Encana uh, in Plano. And then when I came to Fort Worth after Encana, I really wanted to get plugged into the Fort Worth Geological Society. Um, I started out um, as the secretary. That, that society runs you through all of them. So you start, I started out right. as, as secretary. Then as, treasurer. It, as you got to. You got to start that way with societies, right? right? You have to do and it's that. good. So it's like a five-year commitment. I lucked out. Um, actually, two people had left. So I applied for the secretary, but there were two spots open. And I was I first started at in treasurer position, which, you know, it, it is what it is. But it, it was fantastic. I've, I've been really... Uh, deeply involved in that. Each each position, you have different responsibilities. So, secretary handles all the emails. Treasurer handles. And it's not the always the same either, right? You go to another society, and they're like, "Well, our secretary kind of does the digital stuff, and then our treasurer right. does it." You know, it's yeah. not always the same. Yeah, and then the president usually just catches all of what doesn't doesn't get done. The delegate. You know, after after treasurer, you're the president elect, and then you and in that role, you start serving as the forward geological. Um, uh, representation for the APG Southwest section. So you start um, uh, attending those virtual meetings or in-person meetings and start learning a little bit about what the Southwest section is doing and how you could uh, benefit them, they could benefit you, all those things. So a couple of years ago, whenever I served there is when I got introduced to it and uh, was asked to um, just do a couple of things here and there, and I, and I liked it. Um, I was part of a uh, K through 12 education outreach Man, that we're still working on. Right, and on. Uh, so I'm the chairman of that. We're not doing a whole lot now because we're focusing on this convention. But anyway, that's that's how it all bring got the kids, uh, man. You got to bring the kids in for like half a morning. Let's get them breakfast. Let's feed them. Let's let's pull some dinosaur fossils out. I got a trash bag full of like shark teeth and horse uh, bone. I mean, I got all kinds of fossils that I could bring. 
and bring those kids, man, because that's why you do it. I mean, isn't it so exciting when you go and you teach and you talk to those kids as a professional, right? Like you've been through school Mm -hmm. and you're like, you're the guy, right? Because you got the degree and and, hey, you got an opportunity to talk to people about it and it's kids and they're just pumped, man. (laughs) They love it. They love the fact that- There's not a lot of- there's a, there's a, something to geology and the study of rocks that every kid, no matter if their their parents are artists or lawyers or whatever, Coming they have this prison. fascination. Uh-huh. Yeah, they have this fascination with rocks, and and You're so smiling. I tell people I'm a geologist, and you know, so many people, and you probably have the same too. So many people are like, oh man, my kid is is carrying rocks, uh, you know, pockets <laughs> full of rocks, and I can't get them to throw them away. Let them eat them. Let them mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I really have a passion for that. I've got young kids that are uh, going into the school system. And, oh, and what we found was that, and I know this is a divergence, but it's, it's interesting. What we found is that science teachers from first grade all the way up to um, seniors in high school are very uncomfortable teaching some of the earth science courses because they're not familiar with them. They may have a science background, but because you have a biology degree, doesn't qualify, doesn't give you confidence when you're t- teaching about plate tectonics. Wow. Uh, Isn't so that amazing? Wow. It is. Yeah. And so we were putting together, we did all these uh, flyers and, and uh, surveys and to find like, what are you most uncomfortable teaching? So we're putting together these presentations that local What were the answers? That was like, it was plate tectonic theory. It was kind of the newer stuff. Yeah. Planetary geology, climate climate change and things like that uh-huh we we gotta uh, this show we, we i've never had quite the audio and video of uh <laughs> of of what this show brings but i said <laughs> you're welcome no well uh, a good timely bow uh that uh that you gave us uh but it's true i mean I, what i said was that, that's because we're going to do something that's that's good man and that's what's happening. So you said that was a slight divergent talking about how teachers, American teachers are not comfortable with teaching geology. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Right. So does that, yeah. that what's happening in our country is that we are losing the value of chasing that curiosity, chasing the unknown. We'd rather sit back maybe and let someone else tell us what the unknown is, right? Everyone's rooting for Musk or whoever, right? Put your put whoever you want there. Rooting for them, you know, they're going out to the unknown. If we don't even teach the kids about the unknown, what? You know, there's so much to be there's so much to geology that's so fascinating and and in that is a lot of we're not sure. This is the physical world, man. We're applying what we understand in chemistry and physics and biology. We're applying it to the physical world. We don't know. <laughs> we don't. It's like we know a lot, right? We study it a lot. But the reality is the kids, I think, feel that. The kids know that. They're like, whoa, what is this rock? Why is it here? <laughs> and then you go to a geology, you're like, what is this? And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> you look at the rock, you're like, oh. <laughs> Uh, all right, I, I'm going to call this a horn fell. It's just a black, dark rock. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the kids run off and they go, I got horn fells or whatever, right? Like, yeah. But man, what you're doing and I think what the Fort Worth Geological Society is doing and, and our, what our community is, is doing as we are still a very needed community of geoscientists trying to unlock this stuff and all the potential that we have as people to extract resources, natural resources, 
from the ground or from the earth and make energy from it and make things happen, make medicines and support everything that's going on. The fundamentals of progression, the fundamentals of, of someone even searching the unknown is built on what we do. It's built on our study of the earth. And you're saying that, man, teachers are like, I'm not comfortable teaching it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a major disconnect, man. That's a major disconnect and it's not going to be fixed tomorrow. So bring those kids to the event, man. I hope to see those kids, please. Well, we're bringing, we're bringing the teachers. So we're putting on what's part of the entire Southwest section. Uh, rocks in your head is, is more rocks in your head. So we are bringing yeah. in at least 25 for free and teaching them all day long. Wow. We've given them rock mineral kits. We're giving them all these activities wow. to take back to their students. We're offering it um, too. Um, that's so, awesome. yeah, I mean, it's, that's that's a really, really important part and something I'm passionate about. So we're going to continue to do that and try to grow it. Um, and the, to. what we're going to try to do is put enough um, material out there to where anybody, you, me, any geologist who has some type of training can take this pamphlet or this thumb drive and go into a, a, a teacher workday and give a couple hour presentation on planetary science or something like that. The teachers love it, man. Every time I reached out for five consecutive years in Midland, the teachers were pumped to squeeze in a day into their schedule to let you come in and say and tell kids everything you wanted. And man, the community in Midland was awesome about that. The minerals, the fossils, the amount of money that came in from the local companies to support the WTGS to do what you're doing. That's, that's, that's huge, man. And that's, that goes to the point of it's needed when you're actually taking someone else's hard earned money and you're a nonprofit and you're doing something that's needed. It, they, they sign the check with no reservation. You know, that's, that's what you're doing, man. That's the forward geological society. How old is the society, by the way? Well, our, um, hundred year in two years, a hundred year anniversary. I believe that is, man. If if I'm wrong, I'm gonna get called out by so many people. But we this this convention that is hosted here um, is gonna come back to Fort Worth in two years, and it's gonna be a big celebration. Wow! Yeah. Wow! I'm so pumped yeah. to to go there and be there, man. Hopefully, what we can do in those yeah, two years is find one of the students that has been inspired over the last like ten years, maybe or twenty years. He actually caught in contact with somebody at the Fort Worth Geological Society and has become a geoscientist. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be a great story to develop. Man, that'd be great, man. There's so many families that have just this generational, you know, Central Texas or East Texas or or West Texas families, or it's you know, three generations back. You have old prospectors to to you know geophysicists now. Wow. And like 50 years of people that had absolutely no concept of plate tectonics. These guys and geologists were going around without knowing that plate tectonics is totally happening around the world. Isn't that crazy? Like 50 yeah. years of that. And then they finally not went. that long ago. No, it's not, man. That's what I love about it, man. That's what I love about it. It's very That's exciting. Great. Very exciting, man. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. after our divergence, uh, so uh, basically uh, – at the APG, we, we have people that from all these different societies all in the southwest section um, all come together and help show the locals who are hosting the event how to host an event. Mm-hmm. So they give us all their, you know, the, the how did it work here? How did it work there? This worked well. This didn't work. You should try this. Yep. Uh, then we pitch, pitch ideas to them, and they say, that's great. And we, we set up, we reach out to the local community, and uh, we have community chairs that you you're responsible of all the student volunteers you're responsible yep. for sponsorships 
Um, and I was delegated the social event sponsor or chair. No one better for that this year, man. No one better no. than that. No offense to anybody else. There's probably some really cool <laughs> ideas, but dude, a, the whiskey tasting, right? That's a social event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Game that's winner. everybody. I, I got a reputation at the Fort Worth Geological Society for throwing big, uh, our, our icebreaker and our networking events were pretty big. So <laughs> you do it. So. Let's go. I only bartended through, uh, for 10 years through school. So that's probably Wow, fun. is that right? <laughs> the same bar for 10 years or what'd you do? No. <laughs> I bartended all over the place. Dude, I just, flew, I just flew back and I, I, sque- I squeeze into Pete's coffee to get a coffee. And then right next door is the, the bar. And I'm like, hey, I'd like a shot of whiskey in my coffee. <laughs> For this flight. And so I, I roll over there. And the bartender tells me he's been working that bar at that airport for 18 years. Wow. Can yep. you believe that? And he knew all the rules. He's like, uh, you, you're you not going to pour this into your coffee mug. I'm like, nope. And he's like, good. And then I went straight to the restroom. I used the restroom, washed my hands thoroughly with my mask on. And then I poured my whiskey in my coffee. And I, and I waited for my flight, just like every other adult does. Yeah, yeah. You're a grown man. Uh, yeah. Sorry for that. Now, that was a divergent tangent right there. Uh, but, dude, so... You're, you're talking about the Fort Worth Geological Society doing the work, man, the work that it takes to actually pull off a Southwest section event that unites the public like you're talking about. Wow. I mean, I live in Tucson now, the Tucson Gym and Mineral Show. That is, that's who everybody needs to go to, man. As a Southwest section delegate and, uh, and counselor for the Energy and Minerals Division, I'm paying close attention to how the mining companies out here and how that event, it's such a massive event. Everyone knows it's coming in. All the hotels and restaurants are in full support. They love when that event comes to town. And that's how it has to happen for these cities. That's how it has to work for the AAPG. The, wait a minute. All the best geologists and engineers of the world are coming here to talk about rocks. Like That should make people really excited. And you're doing it, man. I think so, yeah. I mean, and I think we have the added benefit of people want to get out and do something Def- now. Oh, definitely. Um, so it, it seems like there's a lot of people excited about it and reaching out to us. We haven't every we we've been reaching out to people, but there's people you know that are that are coming to us. So it's it's been good. Wow, good man, that's awesome. So kind of the 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 breakdown into the show. I like that. Let's talk about specifically the show the technical presentations the technical stuff coming up you want me to share my screen i got the website pulled up sure yeah i've got some printouts here too um the the basic theme of the conference is awakening to a new era oh do you Um, have that picture i got that picture somewhere i don't know where i don't have it on me It's, it's somewhere in there go to the homepage maybe homepage got it navigating through f yeah one of the local geologists uh clinton crowley he designed our logo for us. He's an amazing artist, and uh, he's a UTA geologist. Uh, there it is right there. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Was I scrolling <laughs> too fast? What happened? There? Oh, there it is. Click that guy. <laughs> oh, dang it. I see what I did. Okay, it's under events, and then this guy, RSVP. What do we got to do? Let's go to the next page. There it is. There it is. Yeah. The Awakening to a new era. Who said yeah, that? 
Uh, I think I'm not sure who thought of that, but uh, the the thing the idea behind it is that we're we're coming out of uh, an epic downturn in our in our uh, industry. We're used to downturns, but this one there was something different about this with the the pandemic causing it, the the political uh, craziness that was happening at the same time, and the technological advances that are happening right now. Wow. Uh, we have uh, an interesting opening up into something new we think coming up so it's yeah, exciting that. but we thought this was a good good uh, representation of it i love that man awakening to a new area our new era i definitely am following what the thought process is there for sure because it takes sometimes an incredible amount of challenges to to awake right <laughs> to cause <laughs> to cause an awakening and well, it's so, it's and so easy to slip into just this you know, right. status quo um, doing the same things over and over like a lot right. of the unconventional players do That's you know right. and, and instead of trying That's to right. push forward and and do something new and better. And dude, that's spot on, man. I love this. Let's dive into the technical stuff because this is where I get really, really excited about PBE being there and, and just where we're going with the conventions and with the industry. There are really new ideas that are fascinating and people are doing some amazing work, both on just geologic concepts progressing and the technology progressing. So this is a time greater than ever for us to actually commit to 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 investing in the geosciences and in this in this convention for sure man like this is it just like you said and i think your schedule represents that uh where do you want me to go from there you want me to go to the schedule yeah i want to go to the technical session schedule so the technical program is kind of what this is all about uh we want we have some amazing talks i heard yesterday that uh, the apg national um call was what happened and after the national AEPG president looked through all of the um, the technical sessions, people were just amazed. They're like, I can't believe y'all put together such a, a great set of talks from a, a small society, not, not the national society. And That's right. news, newsflash, uh, this hasn't been announced yet, but the, the president of the uh, AEPG, Rick Fritz, is going to give a talk now. Right on. Is so, he going to be like the keynote, open it up? No, he's not even the keynote. That's how amazing this is. Oh, yeah, looking at the is. keynote, Reese yeah. Parker. Yeah, yeah. So Ameridev, he's the president and CEO of Ameridev, who is a big exploration company with their uh, in-cap back. Uh, they, he, he's going to be a great uh, keynote speaker. Uh, we love this idea of key trends of the roaring 20s. Uh, we're in the 20s now, <laughs> and so it's, uh, it's, it's fun to make that comparison, but He's really got his pulse on the idea of where's money going in the future of oil and gas. Wow. So he'll be an you know, amazing uh, speaker. Wow, man. So when we get there uh, and do our live thing, we should we should try to get him. We should try to get the president of the APG. We should do some mini podcasts at the, at the live whiskey tasting. What do you think? And I am all about it. That sounds amazing. They're there, man. Let's, that, that would be awesome. Man, that'd be fun. Um, and perfect setting for that, by the way. But again, just, we already know how I feel about your skills of putting on a, <laughs> on the icebreak or on the, uh, the, the social event. Okay. So keynote speaker, morning technical session. So Tuesday, June 29th, where are we? We're at the Radisson or something like that, right? Yeah. Radisson just North of downtown Fort Worth in the stockyard, oh. near the stockyards, between the stockyards and like uh, Fossil Creek area. 
Get your um, hotel get your hotel reservations in now at the Radisson, just north of downtown Fort Worth, because it's got a badass pool, because it's the Radisson. I know it does. I don't I don't even know. I, I I honestly don't know, but I'm guessing that it does. And it's a awesome place, and that's where this event's gonna be held. And that's where we need to be. Yeah, and we have we've uh, got a block of rooms. They gave us a special rate of seventy nine ninety nine. Is that, that right? Seventy nine eighty bucks a night? Yes. Oh, dude. I'm local and I might stay there. <laughs> oh, dude. All right. I'm going to call. We should call them right now and I'm going to see how much <laughs> is the presidential suite because that's where we need to be. The upgrade, man. Yeah. <laughs> I say, hey, it's for a nonprofit. Be easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, yeah. Uh, man, that sounds awesome, dude. That sounds really cool. And have you stayed there? Because I'm really interested in checking into the pool now that I've said that prediction. No, I, I really haven't. I am local, so I have no need to. Yeah. They, uh, Radisson always has a really nice hotel. I mean, that's, yeah. that's definitely yeah. a thing. So, all right, it's man. It's a cool let's, place, yeah. So, morning technical presentations. Um, yeah. <clears throat> leading up yeah, to. I really the, like this morning morning session uh if people don't know much about the star project with the beg um but it's a really amazing program uh, i didn't know about it until a few years ago but essentially the bureau of economic geology based out in austin they're uh, they use a lot of the uta uh funding and things like that but uh they have their own campus in austin they have a, a project called star project and what they do is essentially help operators in texas by doing free analysis so they'll take your core they house a lot of core there so they'll either uh, they can do core evaluation core descriptions geochem prosody permeability amazing resource Um, oh yeah i mean these are the best these are like people that wrote seminal papers on carbonate geology like Bob Laux is doing free work for operators through this program. Wow. Um, they do seismic reprocessing, seismic inversion, uh, just ge- geological interpretations and, and yep. uh, things like that. Dude, I went it's, through it's yeah, amazing. I went through this list and thinking about specifically how, you know, the, the star is it about uh, advanced resource recovery program. Mm-hmm. That was really eye catching to me because recovery is about how can we increase the recovery factor? That's how I read that word, right? So resource right. recovery program, I'm thinking this is it, man. This is what PBE has been talking about since the creation is what is up with this 15% recoverable, man? That is crazy. We need to triple to quadruple that. There's got to be a way, you know what I mean? There just has to be a way. That's the, that's what I'm, That's where I'm at. And this these guys are all about it. Preaching my language there, I, I, I gave a talk at an engineering conference one time oh, years ago, and man. I was the only geologist at the entire. <laughs> oh man, you went into and tre- I, treaded some serious water. Yeah, and I, I started with a joke that said that uh, I thought before getting into the oil industry, I thought that uh, meteorologists and baseball um, hitters or baseball players were the only ones that could do their job twenty five percent of time right and get paid for it but then i was wrong whenever i saw people high-fiving over a eight percent recovery factor <laughs> and there was just crickets oh, that was crickets <laughs> dude you get no crickets from me man you get an applause i am roaring 
with um, laughter inside because that is spot on, man. What a great way to think about that too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they, so part of they, what they do is recovery factors like secondary floods. They can do that better geologic interpretation to help you flood better. Yeah. Um, they, they also look for, they help out with exploration place. So we, we actually work with them. And one of these talks is about our, our uh, seismic data and the Eastern shelf. Um, but essentially how they get paid, this is kind of amazing. They will, um, do the work and essentially put in your name and the, the county and any new new wells that we drill in the area that they helped us work at, they will get a percentage of the taxes that, that the oil tax, the production tax goes back to them. Oh, dude. Yeah. I no, didn't know amazing. that. That's amazing. Yeah, so you yeah that's, how, that's 100% of their funding. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes real good sense. And it also makes sense why the state says, then you should probably be helping these people figure it out. Right. Bang. Here so, we yeah, are. I mean, people, they, they're just waiting for projects. They've got grad students. That, I mean, their projects take a little longer because they're a lot of a grad student or PhD sure. student driven, but it's free. They, they'll do all the, the work for for free and yep. as long as they have publication rights. So it's interesting. Eastern Shelf is Permian Basin, Fort Worth Basin, Outside the Permian Basin, over that what do they call it, the Concho Arch or something like that? In yeah, Michigan. not quite, not quite there. Yeah, Eastern Shelf is the the eastern portion of the the Midland Basin before it falls back off into the Fort Worth Basin and the Bend Arch in that area. The Bend Arch falls it back off. Then you got this nut, this this other thing called the Fort Worth Basin. And yeah. scale me on the stratigraphy real quick because I'm not 100 percent familiar with it. But is there Devonian and and uh, and like Ordovician age reservoirs in the Fort Worth Basin, like the Permian Basin, or is there just that age rocks and there's not really a lot of oil coming out of them? Man, it, it's crazy. It's a uh, the basement is about seven thousand feet. Um, oh, but the granite there's granites and Cambrian sands, but they produce uh, on structures. Um, from there, it goes into you know Atoka production. Go straight to the Pennsylvania. Yeah, Mississippian production. Um, then the Strawn, the epic Strawn play out there, these big mounds. Out and, and, wow. What's the um, hypothesis then, on why the missing time? Uh, you know, I, it's – I really don't know. Well, you got Dr. Ewing <laughs> uh, coming to this. Well, hey, well, careful. There's no missing time. That was about – uh, there's only missing rocks. <laughs> the time is represented there, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I like the correction, though. I really do. We have Dr. Ewing on this list, and that guy would definitely know. Yeah. yeah. Is it non-depositional, I mean, or is it uh, no, erosional? Yeah, it's erosional. You have a lot of uplifts. You have, that's kind of like the confluence of three major uh, <laughs> orogenic, not orogenic, but three major events um, that came through there. A lot of uplift. Um, cool. and is there erosion. any Permian reservoirs in the Fort Worth Basin? In the Fort Worth Basin? Yeah, Permian uh, Age. Uh, I have not worked Fort Worth Basin. Okay. But it's I would assume, yes. Maybe some shallow uh, stuff, but yeah, primarily it's that Barnett, it's the Pennsylvanian, deeper stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think there is, but I, I don't know very well. I'm, I'm more on the other side of it. On the um, Eastern Shelf? I, Eastern Shelf, and it, it's crazy too because from there it go, everything pays. You have canyon reefs and Tannehill sands, and uh, it's just stack paid to the to about as shallow as you want. Wow, Sat- some saturated. of those fields were 
Yeah, some of those fields are discovered by oil seeps and, and things like that and surface wow. geochem. It's, it's wow. pretty amazing. That a, that's amazing, dude. That's so we shot a big 300, uh, 266 square multi-component seismic shoot um, over the Four Sixes Ranch. Uh, and uh, we've been working it hard and then we wow. sent it down to the STAR project and they, um, they're doing a little inversion, looking for a couple of things. And I think it's wow. is that what the, on some of that. Is that the data that we're seeing in King County? Correct. Yes. Oh, right on, dude. Okay. Right on. I'm definitely excited about these uh, sequences of talks as I'm not familiar 100% with any of all that. Just generally I am, but we're, our assets were very specific. You got your post-it stamp and you just go after it. So this is you know, broadening you know, our thoughts and actions here. But I saw this variability of quartz types. I'm interested in what's going on there. Quartz types. Uh, I want, I'm not wondering if they found any Herkimer diamonds in this thing, Herkimer quartz in these quartz types. His uh, talk is going to talk about implications of rock brittleness, but I'm more interested in asking some questions about his data uh, set. I want to know how, you know, what exactly they have in courts and how has it been analyzed? I'm, I'm interested in asking Mr. Robert Reed some questions about his courts for sure. Uh, so that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Oh. And then, and then bang, we end it with the seismic. I love it, man. Really cool. Yeah, it's going to be a great morning. Hell yeah. Really cool. Now d does the coffee bar at the Fort Worth geological society, Southwest section, all kidding aside, have a, Whiskey bottle by chance that you can pour in your coffee? <laughs> I think you're going to have to have personal bottles for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. I'm, but not, I, I'm not calling anybody out, that's for sure. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, it, we're definitely going to be fired up in that morning for sure. I mean, to have that group there ready to present what they have, ready to talk about that data, I mean, that is where the magic happens. There's a ton that's going to be said and we got to better understand it. And then we jump right into the Permian Basin session in the afternoon. Yeah, this is going to be a great session. I mean, this is where most people are interested, obviously in our area and Southwest section is focused on Permian. So this is devoted to, to Permian. You see stuff like the residual oil zone, the ROZ, the San mm -hmm. Andreas, which is huge a few, you know, before COVID. And then um, you've had some people will have some failures and there's a big, there's a lot of, uh, discussion on if the ROZ is real or not. That'll be interesting to hear. Um, I, I think personally, when I look at this session, this deep learning model, Shuvajit, uh, I'm not going to try to say the last name, but um, any deep learning or statistical or AI type of things are really interesting to me. Um, Especially when you have the data. Absolutely. And, and for people, I think a lot of people have been burned in the past of uh, of trying to, you know, pay people to do these AI models. And, and there's two, two problems. Back in the past, computing power was so poor, and they, they, they couldn't really do it to the statistical uh, depth that is needed. And two, people just over-promised and under-delivered, and I think that burned a lot of people. So uh, uh, we've we've all seen through through COVID uh, America's poor understanding of what statistics really mean. <laughs> and so I think that that has been proven in uh, people's slow slowness to to get into deep learning models. So I, I'm the BEG um, is really pushing forward, and they've got so much data 
on right. Sprayberry Wolf Camp. Yep. So I'm I'm really interested in that. Uh, Definitely, man. There. Definitely, and you get you get to mix all that data and all that thinking with two different models now in in what we're doing, and so the excitement around what's going on with machine learning, without question, is very very interesting. And the ROZ, ah, I was I I have been involved with very serious conversations with the residual oil zone, and uh, and man. What a fascinating subject. You're, ta- you're basically talking about the transition in a reservoir, vertically, just simply vertically, between where it goes from 100% brine to a mixed section of brine and oil to 100% oil. And obviously, we're after the oil. So we produced and we focused on the top of that section. But then sometimes you can drill freaking wells into this thing that's a little bit lower then the main pay, and that thing pays. It makes a very economic well. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, what is actually happening there with some modern geologic concepts with geochemistry and the idea of hydrogenating kerogen with the right chemistry, what is actually happening in that transition zone? That's really, really fascinating to me. I definitely want to know, and I can't wait to see what these guys have to say about the ROZ and what's going to develop quickly. Now that you say we have the equipment, we have the technology, we have the concepts, all pottled into a, into a, into a model and supercomputer and just run it. And let's see what starts coming out, starts dropping out on this ROZ over the next couple of years. I think it's going to be pretty dang interesting. Yep. And, and on top of that, you know, a lot of people push back against more uh, academic research on something like this that has such direct application to oil and gas. But I'm not super afraid of that, considering you're, you're now you're having people that are pure scientists that have nothing to prove and no uh, ulterior motives That's of right. trying to, to have this conclusion. You have pure scientists producing pure products, and it's up to us to be pure, pure scientists also That's right. and, and apply it correctly. Wow. Man, now you're you're touching on this uh, this whole thing that's happening is uh, with with you know the concept of science and and are we are we actually losing the reality of science in our in our communities and in our population? There's a small group of people that actually take that burden and that responsibility as a scientist very very seriously because your 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 lives depending on it and so if you're at an operator you're at a company that's all about business and it's not about truth it's not about you know truthful science in the sense that you know this is this could be happening we don't know why we're just saying it could be happening and you might want to not get involved in that and you do you know you can't you can't just blame that it's it's a very slippery slope for scientists to stay true to the science and not be overpowered by business decisions uh, in in our industry, man. It's and and you can argue that we're at a time where it is a very low population of people that are still sticking to those guns uh, really, really hard, man. And that's that's yeah. that's pretty scary. Yeah, and it's a shame a lot of them get uh, stagnated careers because of it. And I've, I've seen that, and wow. it's. Uh, it's uh, it is a bad thing. I, I I try to be a pure scientist, and I want to stay in a scientific role for my whole career. Um, but yeah, it's uh, there's definitely some politics got to be played on all levels. Yeah, and that, that's just that's it, man. It's nature. It's nature. Yep. It's ruthless. It's Machiavellian, man. That's just how it goes. 
It's how it goes. And, but you, if you're, if you're doing it right, man, at the end of the day, you'll live out an amazing career where you chase truth the whole time. You were inspired until your last breath of, of making discovery and finding solutions for those anomalies because it's, it's, it's just how it works, man. It, the physical reactions of things is one thing and you can't just chalk it up as well. That's just, you know, uh, 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 here's a, here's a tangent and this might not be in the show, but here's a tangent. We're sitting at the bar and this guy starts telling me about how I'll play you this sound. Tell me what you hear. And he plays me this sound and I hear, you know, chopper. And he's like, I hear rectangle. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, and do this to everybody, you know, and it's going to be like 50, 50. Exactly. Some people will hear chopper and some people will hear rectangle, whatever the stupid words were. And I'm looking at this guy like, man, he's all fired up, drunk at the bar about this concept. And his, uh, his conclusion was we have no clue what's going on, right? We have no clue of measuring the physical world and figuring out why do you hear chopper and I hear rectangle. And I'm going, well, that's one way to take it, but there is a reason. And if I wanted to spend the rest of my life to figure it out, I have that choice, but there's probably not a lot of money involved in it. <laughs> and so there's a problem there. Nobody's written a seminal paper on defining the sound of rectangle, but you could probably make that happen. <laughs> so if you get a grant and solve that mystery, I guarantee you there's going to be a physical response and chemical response. There's going to be all this stuff that we do as geoscientists and applied geoscientists and applying to the physical world, trying to understand it. There will be some solutions to that. It will be found, but that's just not where we're at, man. Everybody, we're trying to figure out a lot of other things going on here and we can't give up the fact that we just don't know, but there's a reason for it. It's not just some mystery and you just chalk it up that we'll never figure it out. Right. So here, somewhere between uh, drive and apathy is is where we should be be moving. Somewhere between drive and apathy. Yeah, you got you got to be driven, but you can't you can't drive yourself so crazy that you're apathetic to not being able to figure out uh, an answer. Wow. I'm sorry, I just made that up. Uh, Dude, coin that shit right now. Podcast <laughs> <laughs> Trey Cortez making whiskey and dropping knowledge. Yeah. You're driven, you gotta have apathy. I agree. No, I you, agree. you gotta be driven, but you can't go so far as to have apathy. Yeah. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful on that slope. <laughs> Man. Okay, uh, so I've, I've told people a lot about just like geology in general, geology in the oil and gas industry, especially. Um, we are so fortunate that the majority of people that are geologists that are doing geology every day are happy. They they like their jobs, mm -hmm. and they continually learn their entire career. Whereas a whole lot of other careers, um, you can go to college for and get a degree in it, and you get real good at it, and then you just ride it out until retirement. You don't really grow. You don't get better. You're real good at that one thing, but you don't grow, you know, because of the uncertainty and the unknowns that we have to, uh, you know, confront. Um, we, we tend to get better at reasoning, better at thinking. That's if right. We, if we do that. That's right, man. No, it's, Man, I love the way this this show is shaping up on on that side. This you know thought provoking side for me of this show, man, is is spot on. We have islands of conformity surrounded by interdisciplinary oceans of ignorance, man, and and there's no one really sailing those islands 
Uh, and that, that goes to the magma Kim thing that we're doing. I mean, we talk about kind of this all the time and, and these guys have 40 years, 50 years of experience. And that's absolutely true, man. We've built these incredibly niche and specific islands of, of truths. And then there's like no gray area all of a sudden. And, and there's no way to blend with other truths. And now there's all these anomalies and you're just, you're going, what is really going on here, man, spot on dude. And again, that's exactly why we get together. That's exactly why these conventions happen. That's exactly why the kids get excited about it. This is some very real things developing at these conventions, man. So we're in the afternoon technical uh, presentations. Are you thinking the night of the 29th is the PBE live potentially? Yes, absolutely. That's okay. The, the Tuesday night is when we're going to have the social event at the Whiskey Ranch. So I think after these talks, uh, I'll be, I, I probably won't be able to even get to a couple of them because I'll be at the Whiskey Ranch getting set up and all yep. that. Um, so, but luckily, a lot of these are going to be online and available after the fact too, because this is this is a hybrid in-person virtual uh, event. So, we're all everything's going to be recorded and, and available online after. Oh man, that would be so much fun, man! I hope we can uh, we have we'll work out the details to get the keynote speaker, the president of the APG, people that spoke that day, if they want to come in and, and give a little bit more. If there was something in the questions and answers that really popped out. Uh, let's talk about that. Any kind of development from mm -hmm. the presentation. That's really cool, yeah. man. Okay, so we do our thing and we come right back into it. Wednesday, June 30th, the morning technical presentations begin. Yeah, this is a special section on the yeah. West Texas Super the Permian Super Basin. Bill Fairhurst, if anybody hasn't heard him speak, man, he is, he is something else. Uh, he's on here. Uh, he's given the same talk twice. I think, uh, I'm not sure if they're both in person, one's in person and one's going to be virtual. Uh, that's, I'm not organizing that part. Or no, it's two different talks. That's yeah. Yeah. Looking at two different talks here. Yeah. Concepts. He is an awesome big picture guy. I've seen him right. speak right. at several really big conferences. He's a big picture guy plugged into um, just the, the <laughs> entire oil and gas sector. It's pretty awesome. Right. So right. I'm excited about that. And you got Ewing. Doctor, is it Doctor yeah. Pepper, Andy Pepper? Uh, it's definitely Doctor Ewing. I think it's Doctor yeah. Pepper. Right? I think it's Doctor Pepper also. And Doctor Lindsay, man, Robert Lindsay, the legend from West Texas, the process sedimentologist that takes us to the quads and yeah. uh, and breaks down all these different intricacies that we see in the rock record of the quads, which is the picture of the, uh, the background of your your uh, digital mm -hmm. backdrop there, overlooking the Permian. These guys are definitely. Bigger picture, guys. The petroleum system from uh, from Pepper is interesting to get into. A lot of really interesting data that he comes out with, uh, always anyway, from, from the presentations that I watch and catch from him. So this is cool. Morning presentation, big picture. Yeah, that was going to be very big picture. Yep, and which yeah. is great. I mean, that's that's just as important as the postage stamp. Yeah, it's, it's probably also good to have big picture talks with not a lot of math after we've all been at the whiskey ranch the night before. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Well scheduled. Well scheduled. Afternoon technical presentation. So we're wrapping up the day. Yeah, I love, I love this. Still more Permian, some East Texas, and beyond. Uh, so this is a, oh, a kind of a catch-all. I missed the virtual field trip one. I saw it on oh, the second. Yes. That's cool. 
Yeah, the, the cool thing about, so it, it, it kind of sucks because these always have a, a, a field trip, but because of COVID and uh, a couple of other issues with APG and their, um, just how they have to have these um, set up, we're not able to do a field trip. So what we have is a couple of the local geologists are going on a field trip with a GoPro and they're going to record the whole thing. We may stream it live. We haven't figured if that's going to work or not, but they're going to go through the whole thing, give everybody all the materials. Uh, We'll get to follow along with them. And then there's a place at the end of the, and this is local to the DFW area. There's a place at the end of the field trip that is great for Cretaceous fossil hunting. So oh, cool. we we are going to invite anyone who wants to go to it to just show up there with like a sack lunch, and we'll everybody's going to socially distance while they hunt for fossils. And uh, if somebody happens to bring a cooler of beer, they will probably be drank. <laughs> <laughs> and if so you find a really cool fossil. I may approach your six foot radius <laughs> without question. And I apologize ahead of time. It's my excitement. I just, yeah, yeah. I got to see what you see. Yeah, uh, no, that's, that's awesome. But this is going to be a different virtual field trip uh, of the Guadalupe uh, that she's done uh, over and over. It's fantastic. I've seen some clips of it and just walking right. through the amazing, like Guadalupe National Park is one of my favorite places on earth. Uh, it's yeah. just, it, it is. I've, I've hiked Guadalupe Peak many times. I've hiked Bush Peak. Um, you can see uh, the Capitan Reef behind me. I've yeah. taken that picture. It is. Uh, you you sit up atop at one of the the largest. It is the oldest exposed reef in the world. Uh, people come from all over the place to, to come to this reef and Whoa, see. Oh, I didn't even know that fun fact, man. The oldest. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And if you if you hike, I've hiked the other way. Uh, I played my geology card and went off off a little bit, and I was places I probably shouldn't have been. But uh, back behind, on on the other side of the Guadalupe Peak, you see the overbank the reef deposits, all these conglomerates that are. Uh, it's just amazing, sands that are coming in, carbonate sands that are coming in. Uh, it's beautiful. But in this one spot right here, you can you can um, camp on the top of Guadalupe Peak, which is the tallest peak in Texas. And it's like a legit peak. Like people always laugh at me when I say that, especially Colorado. But it's like a, it's almost ten thousand feet. It's almost it's ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's a legit. It's a legit hike. But you overlook the Permian Basin. Like that's the Permian Basin behind me. Yeah. And so when you sit on top of it and camp, you see flares. You see the lights of rigs. Wow. Um, it's just this. You, know, you have a you have a bottle of whiskey in your hand. Wow. Hey, some Texas hooch. <laughs> And uh, it's it just, it's one of my favorite places on there. Wow. So this is going to be a, a virtual field trip through that section. Wow. Well, let's do an in-person field trip one of these days with you and some whiskey and overnight that thing. Wow. I'd love to take my kids there and do that. Are you kidding me? Oh. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine, man? Let's go back. Let's rock it back, as Skips would say right now if he was in this show. Let's rock it back. Can you imagine standing Something like that overlooking the Permian at Permian time, man. Wow, what did that look oh, like? Yeah. Woo! And that's the that's the exciting part about it because you look over to your west and it just drops straight off and it's just flat. You know, these huge mountains that are this resistant rock that hasn't been eroded. Um, I mean, it was all underwater in the Permian, right? Yeah, yeah. 
arguably, yeah, it could be a chemical mud pot. <laughs> it could definitely have been major mud volcanism, water involved for sure, but not this big like super ocean covering everything. It could have been this crazy other thing going on. Could have been. We got to figure it out. We don't know. We don't know. That's that's we what, weren't there. <laughs> we weren't there. <laughs> that's right. As much as those kids are like, I know you know, and you're like, no, I, I really don't know everything about the planet. I, I wish I did, but I really don't. <laughs> uh, dude. All right. So we're done with the technical stuff. We have a great, uh, a hell of a schedule, man, and some serious talks uh, coming in. And we're ending it, which I thought was perfectly, with some geomechanic stuff. We're talking about yes. this uh, fracture type identification for real-time pumping parameters, optimization to maximize hydraulic fracturing surface area for production. Now, I've been talking about this thinking that's exactly what we need to be doing. We need to be creating as much new surface area as possible with the reservoir. That is That makes total sense. And I, obviously the industry is going that direction. So I'm I'm really interested to see what's going on with uh, with that one from Shearfrack. I can't wait to to start. I don't know, just whatever data he's got. I can't wait to listen to that. Same and same with the new model of uh, the the uh, the wettability. This, you know, that concept, dude. I mean, how familiar are you with with wettability, non wettability, inter interfacial tension, all that stuff? Huh? You there? I lost, I lost, I unplugged my, my uh, headphones real fast, but yeah, so wettability, is that where we are? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I lost you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Dude, these last two yeah, talks so, are very interesting, yeah. Man, I, I love that they paired those together because I, I agree, I think they go together really well. Um, the idea of adding surface area to or at least being able to monitor surface area or estimate it somehow with some scientific background. And we've been shooting for this for a long time with uh, micro seismic and, uh, and stuff of that nature. But that's only one part of the puzzle. Uh, we have a poor understanding of wetting phase of fluid of, of rocks. Mm -hmm. And the problem, and we have a poor understanding of a lot of things in this realm. The problem with wetting phase is that we never most people don't claim that they have a poor understanding. Most people just say, oh yeah, it's it's water wet or uh -huh. it's it's oil wet. Uh -huh. And they, they do the math or they do the treatment as if they're a hundred percent right, but they're not, right? So wow. I, I love the idea that again, this is a UTA, um, yeah. more of an academic talk. Is you don't you don't see talks like this coming out of industry operators because of the problem I just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> you have That's to right. get it from a, an academic and, and That's right. hope that somebody takes it and runs with it. But I think it's a legit, um, a really good problem to look at. Man. So let's talk about that just for a second. This is how we'll end the, the show because uh, all these talks are, are very, very interesting. But let's just end it with wettability because I think we both have this, you know, this this interest there and the industry does and it's very important to understand wettability so we're talking about the idea of of water's reaction the liquid's reaction to the surface of the rock if right. your water wet that means the water is is up against the surface of the rock and you're most likely in a better hydrocarbon producing environment because the water is wanting to get 
up into the surface of the rock, the pore space opens up for the hydrocarbons to flow, correct? Right, yeah. In a simple way, I think so. Uh, if you're covered, because water and oil don't mix, if the surface of the rocks are covered in water, oil will slip past it real fast. In a, in a normal, like a sandstone or something like that, um, the, the complexity of that is that what if you have a buggy system? If you have a buggy system, the, the small pore throats, um, now you have water touching water, it, the, the pore behind it could be full of oil. And now a water wet system constricts oil flow because you're trapping the oil in these buggy pores uh, with small pore growths. Interesting. Okay. So then make it oil wet and you get it squeezed from that pore through the, into the next pore, whatever. It, it moves. Right. So, so changing the wettability into, and, and you know, people, and this is part of the problem. People, most people think that all rocks are either oil wet or water wet. Uh-huh. When the, the actuality, they're, they're somewhere in the middle. They're not <laughs> fully either one, right? Yeah. And so it, it's like this continuum of where do you break over? And you see a lot of, uh, if you do the, the lab tests on, um, on relative permeability, that's why you have these two curves that converge and then cross uh, because it, it, it depends. It depends on how oil wet they are, how water wet they are. It also depends on uh, the, the velocity of the fluids passing by or through them. So there's this concept of having a um, um, water floods that can sweep water out of those, um, those, those trapped oil pores and, and like small capillary um, buggy, buggy yeah, rocks. A little pressure. Yeah, and, and it's a common idea, uh, but the, the key to it, and I saw a reservoir, a brilliant reservoir engineer work out the math on this, is that if you, you can have, you can flood a water-wet, uh, buggy system and move the oil, but you just have to do it at the right velocity where you can get that water to turn the corner into that bug and then push the oil out. Uh-huh. So, I mean, wow. people don't think of it in that, in that fashion, but uh, it, it it happens, you know, it wow. can be done. Well, it's, it's incredibly interesting. No question about that. The idea that you can, as simply as said, change the wettability of your reservoir, mm-hmm. you can increase production drastically. Right. Like, whoa. So, and then you get into that, you get into the details, and now you're talking about somehow managing the velocity of the, the brine through the system to another wellbore that's producing it. How do you even measure that? How do you even, you know, that is yeah. incredibly challenging to, to figure out that change in velocity. And then the other thing that's happening with the, the complexity of it all from my perspective is, dude, the, the chemistry between the water wet and oil wet and in between mm-hmm. <laughs> that chemistry of the brine mixing with the oil and or, right. or coming out of it, you know, unmixing, dude, whoa. Yeah. It's, yeah, not, it's then, not a closed system. You're going to have reactions going while you're doing it. Oh, yeah, there's a there's a company. Ah, I wish I could remember who they who they are now, but they were uh, working. Uh, we were working East Texas through the Georgetown fractured limestones that are primarily oil wet, but they were uh, recommending we would uh, put in magnesium to help to actually dolomitize some of the rocks to make it more they were efficient. Trying to make you know, dolomite. So, so you, Right. Yeah. And so, you know, people, you know, I, I say that candidly, or just off the top of my head, but like, and, and they would say it and they had the science to back it up. 
But, you know, I see something like that and take it to a, a manager who's been drilling wells and, and water flooding things for 30 years. And they're like, no, that's not going to work. Let's just put Brian on it. What? It, it's, it's, well, it's He's, an idea. Of, and they, they just uh, don't even want to test it. Put it down one hole. Just, just fucking test it, right. man. That's it. That's all yeah. we got to do. <laughs> the, the, risk, the risk of trying something new and, uh, and wasting money there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean... At the end of the day, you know, do you have the money to do it? I actually own an oil and gas company yeah. now, which is crazy to think about. And I'm monitoring from afar. I'm in Arizona. I got a badass pumper. He's on TikTok. He's a fisherman. He's awesome. Uh, and he watches the wells. And then, so everything's kind of digital and everything's kind of going. And you're just going, man, if, if I just had $10,000 more for this little thing to test that little thing. You know, there's so many ways to use the money to start trying to actually figure it out. It does get very complicated. And I can't imagine that disconnect between, you know, the the unknown, the undiscovered, the the, the potential versus, hold on, you know, we can't stop profit because that's where I, I get it, man. I get it. Very. Yep. And, and I don't I don't blame any of them. You know, from a scientist's perspective, I'm like, come on, you know, do this. But because there's more going on, this was during the oil crash, and you know we were, you know, it, it, I get it. I, I don't. I'm not trying to call these managers out. It's sure. just that's the the default, though. Yeah. It's like, well, no, 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 that's that's new. Let's not do that. Man, and right. is there a cheaper way? You know, that's the response that should be. Is there a cheaper way to do this, or, right. or you know, yeah. can can we do a pilot we, test? Pilot test. Can we team up with a yeah. nearby operator? See what they yeah. think about it. But yeah, <clears throat> man. So you're changing the wettability, which is an interfacial tension thing. Which that's mm -hmm. where I was going with some of this very interesting stuff coming out on interfacial tension, man. Very, very fascinating. You know, how it works, how what's really going on when you change the interfacial tension of liquids in a reservoir. I mean, that science is, is so fascinating to me. I can't wait for that show, the last talk. I'll be there till the bitter end, and I assume the place will still be stacked, even with the great event the night before. We should be all standing and, and in applause and excited for this event coming up, man. I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time, the energy, the amount of attention that you've put in to put this event on, along with everybody else at the Fort Worth Geological Society. Who passed it over to you guys? Because last year, you guys kind of shadowed who that was. Who was that? Yeah, it was the... It was supposed West to be... Tex yeah, it was West Texas and New Mexico. It was supposed to be New Mexico, but they didn't do it. Yeah. So yeah. you didn't have... So before, before that, was it was in Irving. Oh, okay. So a lot of us actually attended. So that actually that helped pretty good. And right the on. social event that year was at the Perot Museum with the one of the greatest gem and mineral collections in North America. And we had this huge, awesome social event. And so then wow. when this one shows up, they give me the social event chair. And they're like, yeah, we need it to be better than that. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I, <laughs> I went to that one. That was when Denise Cox yeah. was president of the AAPG. Yeah. I went, whoa, you just brought yeah. me back, man. Tons of memories coming back. <laughs> that story, the building was like three stories tall. That whole area was really cool. It's kind of underdeveloped, but it was all new. So they were like, had a bunch of plans for all this stuff, had a lake. I mean, man, that was a cool setting. So, uh, man, I, I am truly excited about 
the Fort Worth Geological Society's ability to put this convention on the talks, the people that would be present. How's the community been responding to this? How are you guys doing as far as, you know, all of it goes, the money raised, the attention from it. You want to go through sponsors real quick? Yeah, I'd love to, man. We, we do have a lot of really great sponsors so far. We still have a lot of room. Um, this, this essentially, um, how these work is that we raise as much money as we can. Uh, it's split between AAPG, Southwest Section, and the local society that's hosting. So all the profits go to Fort Worth Geological Society and AAPG Southwest Section. Um, both of those community um, societies do their own things with them. Fort Worth Geo is is mostly about scholarships. So we give we give kids scholarships for geology grad students and PhDs, and we put on some other uh, events and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so we have two two companies stepped up like immediately before we even said we're going to do this. Uh, Premier Oilfield Group and Core Geologic, and they just like blew my phone up like we want to help we want to do something let's do it love and those they, guys man all man, of they're them. so great awesome yeah, so wow justin vandenbrink mike salazar yeah um howard ha- howard uh i just lost his name uh, howard wood yeah. howard, so, oh you're talking about howard wood yeah, yeah howard wood he, he's awesome so they're gonna be oh, yeah. they're gonna do a couple of things that they've helped us out with organi- organizing and Things like that, but they're also going to uh, Premier Oilfield Group is going to provide Uber rides to everybody to the to the event and back. Oh, man. And um, oh uh, man, Core Geologic and Howard are going to run a couple of things. They're going to be involved in the poker tournament and some other things around there. Yes, yeah, the poker, poker tournament. tournament. What's going way. down? Well, yeah, what's going on? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there is a Texas Hold'em tournament. Oh. Uh, we're, we're working on what what prize we're going to give away, but it's gonna, it's going to be quick, like an hour, and just like good. a. Freaking shotgun, one of those 30-minute, t- uh, you know, you go to Vegas and you're like, all right, here's 50 yeah, bucks. Yeah. You all have like 10 minutes to figure out who's going all in. And everyone just, <laughs> exactly. oh, yeah. oh yeah. man. The, the stakes will be going up fast and it's going to be fast and That's furious. Right. Done so people can, yeah. So, yeah, so those guys have been really good. Awesome. Um, MWCL, uh, Paladin Geological, they stepped up and they're, they're a, a Texas Port Finish sponsor. They're going to be there taking care of stuff. Total EP like Tep Tep Barnett. Wow. Uh, they they actually have a, a a pad on the on the golf course that we're going to be at, uh, and so we'll be everybody's going to be driving by the Total uh, pad as they get to the event, and they're going to sponsor the closest to the pin competition. Let's go, so they're going to be they're going to have a little. When's uh, the golf tournament? There. So it's not a golf tournament because it's not a fully functioning eighteen hole golf course. Okay. Uh, but there is a private little golf course there's a little part three right next to the the patio so we're going to be having people uh, uh raise money for scholarships by taking little chip shots and whoever gets the closest one gets a big prize at the end so oh. five bucks a shot or something like that right. Total's going to be running it um dude right so, on that's right next to the yeah. convention then no, it's right next to the social. It's during the social event. Oh, it's during the social so event. The, so the TX Whiskey Ranch is on a golf course, like a historic golf course that has been know. around Fort Worth for a long, long time. The Glen Gardens Golf Course. It's actually where Byron Nelson and um, a few other, like Ben Hogan, some some of the other really Action. legends of golf. That's where they learned how to play. Uh, and so wow. they, whenever TX um, really got into their own and making some 
some serious money. They bought the whole thing out, renovated it, built this beautiful facility. They've got the largest still west of the Mississippi. It's just beautiful column still. But uh, so so we're Dude. gonna be able to be doing uh, close to the pin competition from basically on the patio of the event. Yes, part three. Yes, wow! wow. And you just gotta pay every time you want to hit that ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, you can hit it. You can hit it if if you, but you won't be uh, uh, eligible to win the prize so, if you don't pay. Yeah, but but the money goes to to scholarships. Same time, U.S. Corps came to us. They were so excited to do a. Uh, uh, a sponsorship that they just went onto a website and just paid for one. They didn't even ask anything. They're just like, here, here's what we, we want to be a part of this. So they paid for a sponsorship. Awesome. So we had to think of something fun for them. So what we've done for them is we, we asked uh, TX whiskey to donate a barrel. They've donated us a huge barrel with the TX logo. What? On it. And, and my, my man, uh, Jason Berry and a friend of ours are designing this awesome putting challenge where we take the barrel, turn it on its side with a little hole, the the hole in the barrel top of the barrel is called a bunghole. By the way, <laughs> uh, that's what that's called. Okay. It's legit, it's called a bunghole. To all of us MTV watchers, <laughs> you know, we chuckle. Now. But uh, we're we're building a, a putting green that goes up to it, so you'll have a chance to pay five bucks, try to put it into the bunghole, and uh, we'll we'll see how I'm much start what practice. you can win for that. Oh, but US, US Corps is doing that. Other than that, we have a bunch of other sponsors. I've got them written down here. Uh, Dwayne Purvis, he's he's doing a couple of talks. He's always a big yeah. Component I picked of, up that guy's name. Is he related to Bill Purvis? I don't think so. Okay, uh, but maybe. <laughs> okay. uh, Dwayne Purvis, he he's he's a sponsor, bronze sponsor, Stratograph, Stratum Reservoir, uh, TGS, Silverthorn, and they're still all, out there fighting it. Oh, I love it, man. That's some great service. We didn't even right have there. to go to them. They all just stepped up and came yeah. to us. We're going out to people now. Um, but there's going to be a bunch of booths there, TGS, uh, HDS, uh, Geosite, Stratograph, Terra Guidance. The Oil Information Library is going to be there. Um, right so. on. Man, I am freaking pumped on this, the the whole event, especially that social event, man. Wow, get everybody there, getting them loose. Bring on some of these sponsors. Bring uh -huh. on some of these guys from the convention and talk about really what we're doing here. You know, they bring in some of those teachers. Ah, if you got uh -huh. a teacher that's willing to come on, man, that would be great. We could just wrap uh -huh. with the teacher about the low. You know, how does it work? How do we get geology more involved and how do we make it more important to what's going on with the child's development? They, and like you said, every child sees this rock, sees nature and just like loves it yet we don't have any development program for the kids to like really learn what's going, what, you know, man, I think there's some outstanding topics, outstanding shows. I think this show is going to be the real deal, man. You guys have done a great job setting this up. I hope all the best as far as just everyone traveling in the hotel accommodations, you know, just going live from outcrop, everything you guys are going to be dealing with, man. Wow. I mean, I am certainly sending all my positive vibes and prayers to the whole team, man, to pull this off because there's still definitely a lot of people that want to go virtual and don't don't necessarily want to go out and do the physical thing yet. So you got to cater to both of them, and we can do it. It works. Well, and I'll tell you this. The Fort Worth Geological Society went completely virtual all year with our talks, and they were a great success. We yeah. had 75 people to tune in to hear Steve Sonnenberg talk about the Codell. 
Like it, it was, it's amazing. And what we found since we have the analytics behind the, the platform is that we are reaching people all over the world. That's we have right. people tuning in from Australia, India, crazy, um, the Middle dude? East, yeah. Canada, Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we already start seeing people are registering virtually for this event from all over the world. Yep. Too. So our virtual registrations are, are racking up real fast. There's going to be a lot of people there in person, but the virtual platform is really cool. Um, sponsors can get them a spot on there and you get everybody's information that, that, that logs on and put all your stuff and it'll be on there for a while. Wow. So yeah, it's, there's a lot going on. It's That's fun. awesome. Well, uh, we can make the live event, obviously, to them. We don't have to make it publicly available, or we could do that too, whatever. Uh, okay. Make it easy to get then and bring some folks in, and we'll develop that story as we get closer on who we're going to have. And, and man, we'd love to be – we're honored to be a part of this, man. I mean, it's yeah. it's where our passion is, man. We love just getting together and talking about rocks that matter, talking about the concepts that matter, pushing the envelope – uh, with everybody in the room, uh, man, I am really, really excited. A great list of sponsors already that you mentioned and you rattled off. Uh, what else do we need to we need to wrap it up with anything else? Or is, are we ready to just prepare for this event? You got a month, man, and it's game on. Yeah, it, it's coming up fast. Uh, I, I, I do have a spot picked out for y'all. Uh, where you, we can set up. I was just thinking about this the other day, right on the patio. It may be a little warm, but man, you're going to be right there on the patio and, and directly in front of you. What you're going to see is the close to the pin competition happening. Oh. And right over there, their shoulder is this beautiful skyline of Fort Worth. It's, it's, it's a really nice spot. Oh man. Well, I enjoyed it, man. Thanks for your time. And let's, uh, we'll do it again. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll certainly do it live when we get there. Yeah, for sure. Right on, right, man. Enjoyed it. Well, good time. Take it easy. See ya.